Welcome to episode 27 of Celluloid Freaks. I'm Chris. I'm uh, Matt. Somewhere and in I'm Eric's cat. cat. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we're going to talk about, what was it? Avatar? No. This was the movie um, that was better than Avatar, right? I think we're talking about The Dictator, dude. Oh, okay. I didn't see that. Oh, I did. It was it was very, very uneven. Okay. That brings up a good point, speaking of other stuff we watched aside from, by the way, we're actually talking about Prometheus, um, uh. is we're going to try something different for the show and talk about what we watched first, and then we'll do five minutes of non-spoiler discussion on the movie to tell you if you trust our opinions most of the time, whether you should or shouldn't see it, and then we're just, for the people who have seen it already, we're just going to go all out and talk about what we liked, didn't like, etc. of each movie. So we'll see how this format works. So mm-hmm. I'll get started. Um, I forgot to mention last week that I also saw cool, cool Hand Luke for the first time. Oh, really? Yeah, it was it was all right. Yeah, it was a good movie, man. Yeah, it was decent. Uh, I, 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 the, um... I really don't... I don't think it's that much of a classic, but George Kennedy was really awesome in it, and so was Paul Newman. Oh yeah, you gotta like the um, you gotta like the hard-boiled egg scene, man. Yes, that was that was pretty that was pretty wicked. But yeah, that was just all-time classic cinema scene. Yeah, so I I missed that. Now I'm I'm glad I saw it. I don't know how much I rewatch it, but it's a good it's a decent movie. I I think uh, I think it's really cool that I finally have context for that soundbite from that Guns N' Roses song. You know, he used that sound by two different songs. Yeah, Madagascar and Civil War. But no one cares about Madagascar. I like that song. You're I, the only one. Hey, he premiered it at the VMAs back in 2001, like seven years before the album came out. I liked it, and I thought it was a nifty song. I, so. Um, it's okay. I used to like Limp Biscuit when I was a kid, too, so it's okay. Well, that's a much Oh, we've learned about something related to Limp Biscuit this weekend, but it's kind of not appropriate for this. It was from Urban Dictionary. I think we're totally cool with inappropriateness on yeah, the show. Yeah, we, we know what Nookie means. Thank you. No, it was something about Turst, and if you really do it, you could be called Fred Turst. Go on. And it's a... Does he, like, does he like it when girls shit on him or something? It's close. <laughs> it's coming in nope. a girl and having explosive diarrhea at the same time. That doesn't oh, surprise me. Oh, I'm the same girl. I'm sorry. I'm actually, uh, I'm somewhat glad that the uh, sound garbled on that one. <laughs> oh, it garbled for you? <laughs> yes. So, um... Well, it makes, it makes sense considering Fred Durst and his horrible band have produced nothing but shit the entire careers. It makes sense he would be into that, so... The specific form of shit he's produced is diarrhea, oddly enough. Very, yeah, there you very go. bad diarrhea. Yes, very, very. I mean, even worse than regular diarrhea. Green diarrhea. That is Limp Bizkit's yeah. music. It's green diarrhea. <laughs> it's awful. Nice. Oh my gosh, this chick on Facebook is dressed like Shandy from Saints Row the Third. Oh, Shandy. Shandy, what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually kind of upset. I think she was uh, voiced by Eliza Dushku in the second game, and then she wasn't in the third. That really, just really upsets me. Whole continuity issue. Threw out the window. Anyway, Cool Hand Luke. Saw that, liked it, thought it was decent. I rewatched Alien Cubed, or Alien 3, the special edition, and it further reinforced my opinion that uh, 20th Century Fox really, really sucks when they make decisions for filmmakers. Um, yeah. I mean, that's really the only example you need when you take the special edition, which was a really, really interesting, really dreary, dark, depressing movie, but not... 
not uh, a turnoff as far as its depression, just um, a really tragic movie like that and turn it into just something generic. I mean, it's really strange when you can take a movie like Alien 3 and add 20 minutes to it and make it better. But that's what it does, taking out a bunch of stuff, uh, little subplots here and little moments and the way certain things happen. That really kind of messes with it. Stop eating on the mic. Fuck you, man. I like this apple. I, okay. could, tell it, <laughs> I could tell it was an apple. It's good, man. I'm trying to eat healthy. Oh, my God. Fuck you. Well, what kind of apple is it? Fiji. Really? Dude, that's yeah. so, Fiji sucks. Get a Honeycrisp. What? Yeah, the Honeycrisp apple, apples are the shit. Yeah. I okay, mean, I got like... At the very least... At the very least, a pink lady. I was on yeah. a budget, so I got some Fiji apples and some yeah, Granny I, Smith apples. Yeah, I can apples. tell you're on a budget or, if you're getting Fiji apples. What's next, a Macintosh? Get the Granny Smith and put some peanut butter and dark chocolate chips on. I might do that, actually. It is except, awesome. Except we don't... Yeah, we got some chocolate chips and we got some almond butter in the fridge, so that could be good. Yeah, that would mix work. it with some Fiji apples, you lame-ass. Fuck you. What else did you watch? Oh, um, I watched Aliens. I watched the special edition of Aliens. Yay. And, uh, again, I mean, that movie doesn't gain anything by all the extra stuff that's in it. But it's nah. still interesting to watch. I, yeah. Uh, Just fleshing out a few more details. Yeah. I really love that scene where they set up the drone guns at the end of the hallways. And, like, all... You're just seeing the guns fire, and for the most of the scene, you don't see the aliens. You see them at the end of the scene, but you're just hearing the guns fire, watching the bullet counts dwindle down. It's a really, really nice, well-done scene. I miss when James Cameron knew how to do things with some subtlety. And granted, that was probably because... He probably filmed the scene that way because of budget constraints, <laughs> so maybe I shouldn't give him too much credit. <laughs> and you know, one of my cats was named after... Well, the main character from Alien, but because of her line in Aliens, right? Yeah, well, what's, um, it doesn't, isn't the cat named something else? Well, the cat's named Ripley, but that's because she came into the house and started smacking everyone and everything. And I kept having to yell at her, get away from him or her, you bitch. Well, that would make you Ripley. Yes, but she needed a name, so she got Ripley because of the situation she was in. (laughs) Except she took on more of the personality of the aliens. There's been some acid-spitting incidents. It hasn't been pretty. <laughs> but really, those those three movies, um, really the only... Well, two movies. Really the only things I watched in the last week, I spent most of it um, reading and awaiting Prometheus, watching Prometheus, discussing Prometheus with my friends. It really. I went to the midnight showing for it, so but and then yeah. uh, stayed up till four a.m. just talking about the movie to my friends. So, yep. But that's all I watched. Cat, uh, what did you watch? Um, we were just talking about this, and this week it's kind of blurry in my mind. So, I know watched Community, and we watched our Battlestar Galactica, which is our new Thursday night show, and we just watched an episode of South Park. While we had dinner, because we don't watch Squidbillies with dinner, because it makes me feel sick. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. That whole grandma pseudo incest thing creeps me out a little bit on Squidbillies. 
I don't even know what. I don't even know what that is. Well, it's kind of funny, but yeah, I can I can see your point. But we watched an episode of a newer episode of South Park. Now I've only seen like maybe six or ten episodes. I know a good amount about South Park. I've seen the movie a lot of times, but I haven't watched that many episodes. I'm actually kind of shocked that you don't watch it regularly. Yeah. Which episode was this? It was one where they were making the crack baby ball association. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And and Cartman gets like a hot tub of KFC gravy? Yes. He gets, oh, that's, that's just nasty. <sighs> I don't like KFC gravy to begin with. And then stoking his nuts and dipping a fry in and eating it. Oh, God. It's like in Canada, they call this poutines, cow. <laughs> yeah, except there's supposed to be cheese curds on it. But. Yeah, seriously. that They've got poutine all wrong and... Oh, yeah. man, I can't wait. On my birthday, I'm having candy poutine. Candy poutine? Oh, that's kind of gay, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, we're turning into the douchebags who say that every, who say everything is gay. Well, stop saying gay stuff. We won't have to do this. You were nice. eating a Fiji apple. Hey, Fiji apples are good for you, bro. Poutines f- are, are not. Candy poutine? Look, look, look. Just try... Don't go all the way with the poutine. Just try deep-fried white chocolate Kit Kats. Okay, I will keep that in mind. To- I totally promise. I will definitely keep that in mind and think about it at least once this week. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I- I- we lost track of something somewhere. South Park. Dipping Cat, what else in- well, I did almost get a little bit. I was saying I almost got a little bit of the weepy during the crack baby stuff, but really? because I'm pathetic and I work with kids. Well, I feel bad and like I'm sure there are a bunch of crack babies in Benton Harbor that I could be taking care of. You can't take care of all of the crack babies. No, no, you'll just you'll just yeah, pull yourself no. up. I do that. It's called work. <laughs> Except they're not all crack babies, and I just realized how that sounded. Yeah, but that's like drain your soul or something. Again, Man. that's that's called work. <laughs> Man, I'm bummed out now. I don't want to talk about work. You're not. Yeah, you're not out. it's the freaking weekend. No, I just I started to get a little like weepy, and Brandon had to ask if we needed to turn the episode off. Oh God, really? I thought the episode was funny. <laughs> Yeah, but it's it's got it's, it addresses serious issues, Matt. Serious. Yeah, like EA games and their love of screwing people over. Oh God! And the okay, fact well, if, that if college if athletes are essentially slaves. I mean, if you haven't learned by now, the more somebody takes something seriously, usually the funnier I find it when people make fun of it. So <laughs> that's just the way I am. Yeah, it's about time they took down those crack babies. <laughs> yeah. Although, it did make a good point, because I really cannot watch those Sarah McLaughlin commercials or McLaughlin or whatever her name is. That's different. That's those are animals. One... It is. Oh, my gosh. With the animals, I am way worse. Like, we have oh, yeah. neighbors I mean, down the street, and I, like, pull over to say hi to their dog and, like, get off yeah. my bike and sit there for, like, yeah. five or ten minutes I mean, and say hi to the human dog. babies, who cares? But puppies? Oh, no. Don't show me puppies in pain. But, no, nah, I don't care. You can show all the, you know, suffering human babies you want. <laughs> just don't show me any puppies or kittens or anything. Yeah. Uh, this is turning to a very special episode very fast. Matt, what did you watch this week? Uh, well, today I went to go see Moonrise Kingdom. 
Lucky. It's playing in New Jersey, dude. Like Voorhees, I'm New not Jersey. Traveling all the way. It's actually playing in um, in Philadelphia near the river. I just don't feel like driving out there and paying for parking and having to get in and out of the city during the. Uh, Oh, it's one of those places. Yeah, but it's okay because it made like another. It it already increased its business something like sixty or eighty percent from last week. So yeah. it's going to expand to more theaters. Okay. Okay. Well, I went I went there today thinking that I was going to get you know the usual Wes Anderson movie with yellow font, oddball fashion sense, quirky characters, dysfunctional family drama, forbidden love. And an optimistic, hopeful ending. And, yeah, that's exactly what I got. It was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you had me going there. Yeah. It, yeah, it, give it some time, and it actually might be his best film yet. I uh, I hope I like it the first time I see it. Honestly, I and Ed, Edward Norton, he's worth the price of admission alone. He's He's great. Playing how's against Bruce, type and how's Bruce Willis? It's like he's playing a sad sack version of John McClane almost. <laughs> like, like yeah, okay, we've seen Bruce Willis as a cop and stuff like this before, but it's like he's kind of pathetic almost. It needs he's very good in it too, but really the best thing about this is Edward Norton. I mean, he's used. For, I mean, he's um known for playing these characters with, like, you know, a high level of intensity. And, yeah, this, his character's not intense at all, but it's great. It's absolutely delightful. I loved it. I like, um, my favorite Ed Norton's performance to this day is still Death to Smoochie. And that's uh, also, I think, highly against type. I don't think he has a type anymore. Well, Death to Smoochie sucks, so, I mean. Get the fuck out. Fuck you. My favorite Edward Norton performance is still American History X. Okay, let's let's break this down. Why don't you like Death to Smoochie? Because it wasn't funny. It, but, like, it, nothing about it made, made me laugh. I just I did it, not find this funny at all. <sighs> That's it. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, uh, As a comedy, it failed to make me laugh. So, yeah, fail. Mm, fine. Mm. What else did you watch? I watched uh, Lars von Trier's Melancholia. I have no nothing who. to say about that. It it was it was pretty good. Kirsten Dunst convinced me that she was a really good actress. <laughs> and you've just convinced me not to see it. No, really, it's really good. Yeah, the other, like, half of the movie is about Kirsten Dunst being depressed on her yeah, wedding I'm night. I'm not going to freaking pay to see Kirsten Dunst. No, dude, it's on Netflix. <laughs> then I'm canceling Netflix. Dude, what the hell is your problem, you all right? I'm sorry. I don't, because they I'm, sorry I don't like, I'm sorry I don't like Death to Smoochie, okay? Deal with it. <laughs> oh, no, we're well past that now. Oh, we're uh, past that now? Kirsten Dunst's offensive face. You know, you I think I might actually look like her. Uh, no, no. No, you don't. I'm uh, sorry, I just wanted not, to hear his voice. Not at all. No. I don't like say, no, if you looked like Kirsten Dunst, I would have punched you already. Oh my god, she's not You that live, like, states away. <laughs> you would have traveled here just to punch me, wouldn't you? Yes. 
Although I haven't done a Pearson <laughs> Dunce yet, so I, I think there might be a problem with my dedication. Okay, but yeah, anyway, it was it was a good movie. Kirsten Dunst is a good actress. And uh, um, what else did I watch? I watched Duck Soup. The, uh, uh, yeah. You watched Duck Soup? I did watch Duck Soup. It was my very first, um, my very first uh, Marx Brothers. It was my very first Marx Brothers movie. But um, Ooh, you've got so many more to go. I know. Lo- that was my very first Marx said, Brothers movie, too. Like I said, what, watching, watching the movie, I felt like I'd seen it before because I've seen all all these comedians who are influenced by Groucho that yeah it just felt like I'd seen all this before but it was still extremely funny I mean even being made in like the, what the 1930s I actually I know exactly what you mean it felt familiar and comfortable but not bad like that do you know what I mean yeah I know I know exactly it, it felt thing. like I know yeah it's like now it's like I, I see That's where exactly like how I felt the first time thoughts by I was gonna. I see where Conan O'Brien, Woody Allen, Ricky Gervais, and all these other people where they get a lot of their inspiration from. It was great. Groucho is just unsurpassed as far as his gift for gab. I guess is the saying. Oh yeah. Just the way he talks, the speed of his jokes, and the way he can say something, it can go over your head and make you laugh about five seconds later because you finally got it. Yeah. It jokes within jokes. He's brilliant, and I love yeah, uh, that. Was it was great. I loved yeah. it, and I love Harpo. I, I love Harpo's sort of physical stuff and like just yeah that whole act he has. Uh, and Chico, I love his. I just love his caricatured uh, Italian immigrant style of uh, like. Yes. And um, good. I have to say, Zeppo. The best I can say about him is he made a great straight man. Yes. Uh, yes, he did. Wasn't, wasn't the greatest of the Marx Brothers, but I guess that's sort of the curse well, you have when you yeah. are the straight man. Um, yeah. Nobody really remembers yeah. you. But and, no, it was uh, it was really good, and in today's fractured political climate, I'm surprised people haven't been talking about it more often. Because I was thinking, you know, like either you know Republicans or Democrats could use this movie to like satirize the other side or, or whatever. But no, it was very good and very funny. Well, I mean, speaking of uh, political uh, things like that, I've actually watched a couple of episodes of that HBO show Veep starring uh, Julie Louis-Dreyfus as the vice How president. And that's actually really hysterical. Um, funny? Yeah, yeah. If you have HBO, I recommend it. It's, it's, okay. There's sort of a Larry David-esque quality about it in the way that people just embarrass themselves and put themselves into yeah. terrible situations. Um, yeah. And it it doesn't have me rolling on the store floor laughing. It just has me sort of laughing at the way you laugh at the Ricky Gervais in the original Office. Like this is embarrassing what they're doing to themselves. Yeah. Uh, so okay, uh, all right, check it out. And uh, for for you, Matt, I think um, watch. Uh, and uh, I wonder if Cat will agree with me on this one. Granted, she'll probably say watch all of the Marx Brothers, all of it. But I think next you should watch A Day at the Races. Okay. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. That would be a good one. Um, another one I really like is The Coconut. That I didn't see before. Okay. Um, I, it, It's actually been a long time since I've gone through a lot of the Marx Brothers movies, but yeah, Day at the Race would be a good choice. Part of the thing is I get, I get worried about watching too many of the Marx Brothers movies because I don't want to run out of them. <laughs> 
If that makes yeah. sense. There's a pretty like mediocre one called A Night in Casablanca I don't like, but otherwise I like everything they've done. And even if I ran out, run out, I'll I'll just watch them over again. Horse Feathers is another good one. Um, yeah. But um, man, that's yeah. great. What, you, do you see anything else? Me? Um. Yeah, I watched uh, Woody Allen's Manhattan. That's where the cover photo on my Facebook page comes from. It was a uh, very, very good. Once again, it convinced that Woody Allen knows the human psyche and how relationships work better than any director working today. It was, it was good. Um, what else? I know, I know. I watched some other stuff. Um. I watched. Oh, I watched uh, Tron again. The original. Yeah, the original. Huh. It was good. I liked it. Yeah, it's a good movie. Well, I think from this point we'll move on to our discussion of Prometheus, and what we'll do is we're going to have a straightforward, non-spoiler discussion for about five minutes. And again, if you've like, if you've agreed with our opinions in the past, in the past, you'll. Decide from what we say whether you trust us um, or agree with us that you should or shouldn't see it. So, Prometheus, I have mixed feelings about it overall. I also have mixed feelings on it. Like, okay, I will say that um, I liked the visual style. It looked uh, very good. Um, I think Michael Fassbender deserves an Academy Award for this because he's just probably the best actor working right now, and he just owns any role he's in. Yes. Um, or as you put it, he should be arrested for stealing scenes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you like that, huh? Okay. Um, I like I and without going to spoiler territory, I liked that. Um, the the believer. The you know in a religious sense was the one who was pushing to go out and get these answers, even though it might contradict what she believes. I thought that was interesting and neat. And what else did I like? Um, yeah, you had like a believer scientist, not just a believer fighting science. Yeah, that she uh, yeah that she was willing to go out there and find the truth, you know, no matter what. Um, I liked Idris Elba's character in the movie. I thought he did a pretty convincing (laughs) Texas accent. Yeah, Idris Elba... The the pilot. The black guy. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. But, um... The black guy. Yeah, yeah, I'm actually surprised. He didn't let any of his accent slip, and he he did a great job, and he was certainly the most watchable person on the on the screen and i say that in a movie with numi rapaz and charlie's throne yeah i mean really there's not a lot of fan service in this movie even the moments moments where numi rapaz is half naked there it's not very appealing and and the last thing i liked i'll go into the cons later in our spoilerific talk i liked some of the ambiguity because you know, it's trying to make their audience think and not spell stuff out for them. And, uh, you know, I like, th- I almost got the sense that they somehow left some of these questions unanswered because, you know, any, um, you know, any answer they would have given, you know, wouldn't add it up to what 
you know, you'd think in your head. Yeah, I um, one of my big problems with the movie is that uh, I I don't think it picks. It, I, I I think it does a bad job of picking and choosing what to keep vague and what to answer. Yeah, I'll 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 go into that in our spoiler stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, I have the same I have the same problem. I also I did not like very many of the characters at all. Basically, they um, were some of the stupidest characters I've ever seen yeah. in a movie. And it's I mean, not I've like, never. I, yeah, it's like I've. It's like I've hardly. I've never seen a a spaceship crew so willing to like remove their helmets and pet the uh, strange alien well, life forms. Yeah, that's and, the thing. That one guy yeah. it was. He, you're led to believe that that guy is at least rational and smart, and he's going, "Oh, it's so cute." No, it's not cute. It's a lizard squid. Yeah. It's not cute. So, so I, right. I don't. Now that scene was, was really was good, like it, but it's just—it was just stupid. Yeah, the scene. Like, like put your helmet back on like, and leave it, it alone. Looks like a snake. It's not. I love snakes. Yeah. Yeah. Any real scientist isn't gonna go play with the new life that they find. They're gonna be like, let's take a picture and go back and study it. Yeah. Huh? And I certainly. Oh, and um, and uh, without spoiling anything away, I liked the um. In the movie, that was probably the best part. Yeah, um, I, I I like that too, and I think um, I liked some of the humorous bits. Um, the Steven Still song that Idris Elba is singing is yeah. so perfectly funny. I laughed out loud. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good too. And um, some of the parts I laughed at were s- sort of unintentional. There was a part earlier in the movie where um, th- there was this guy. In, in the in the back, like in just two rows behind us, and right as the seat, it, it just I don't know. It's, it's the sort of midnight screening thing you get to. People are in a strange humor. They want to laugh at the scary parts, you know that sort of thing. I'm sort of cool with it. I know what I'm getting into going to a midnight viewing. People are going to be mm-hmm. talking. That's just the way it is. I can yeah. I can deal with that, um, at least in these showings. And you know, there's one point where the movie fades. You know, it says uh, Brandywine production fades to black, and just the guy behind in the back goes titties. And like everyone starts laughing, <laughs> like that's funny. But okay. then at one point after after the scene, um, after the scene with a douchey scientist with a half beard and new mirror pass, the Tom Hardy look alike. Yeah. Um, okay. Where he looks in the mirror. Um, the guy in the back goes, "Oh, she gave him pink eye." <laughs> <laughs> like that, that, that yeah, I'll, I'll I'll bring that up in our spoilerific yeah. section too. So, so I mean that had me going and um. I but there, but there's little moments. Most most of it has to do with Idris Elba when he's talking about the probe. That probe's picking up life form. The other guy's like, "What do you mean life form? Uh, you know what? It disappears. Probably just a glitch." Like he's intentionally screwing with them, and I loved that. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. So cool. I, it had little. There are little character moments amongst a bunch of characters I don't like that I'm surprised it, it works so well, and the staging of. Some of the final scenes of the movie was pr- was pretty brilliant, pretty intense, and yeah. I actually jumped in my seat uh, for the first time watching a movie like this for, for in a long time. Like this movie affected me more viscerally than a lot of other movies of its genre, and I'm just disappointed that a lot of other things kind of stunk about it. Yeah, well, which we one thing one thing I will say though, I mean, with the whole movie in no spoilers is. I did appreciate that I hadn't rewatched the Aliens movies in a while. 
and I was still able to follow this movie just fine. Well, it certainly stands on its own well enough, I think. I don't think yeah. it relies on the previous movies. No, yeah, it, it relates it works to them, as a standalone but it's not... film and as a quasi-prequel to Alien. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that there are some people who are saying that, um, you know, this such and such, they, they took it too much as a direct prequel to Alien because I think at one point um, my friend said, well, this such and such thing wasn't in the right place because it was in a different place in Alien. And, you know, I, I don't think it, it this uh, it, this doesn't take place in the same area. Oh, it doesn't. Does. It doesn't. No. So, I, I, I think it's vague enough that you really could just leave it as a standalone movie. And I'm sure, you know, new generations could be told, you know, there's a whole series that this is tangentially related to you should check out, the Alien series. And they'll be like, really? I'll watch that. And awesome. New people are now watching those awesome movies. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Kat, we haven't heard much of your thoughts, so I'd love to hear you expand on them. Um, I actually, I agree that there weren't that many characters I really liked. Charlize Theron's character was very bland for as much as she was billed as being part of this movie. Yeah, she didn't really do anything. I thought she was going to be a much bigger part, not just, I thought maybe she was the new Ripley, but she isn't. (laughs) She's just a corporate stooge. Yeah, and the character, the main female character, she overacts a little too much for me. She just did it. I also got a little confused with, like, Michael Fassbender's character, what is it, David? I actually really liked him, but I got a little bit confused on some of his motives for what he was doing. But we can talk more about that later, because there's stuff that I just, I thought one way and then Brandon thought another way and I guess I got a little like I said I got a little confused on where he was coming from because in some ways he reminds me of Data from Star Trek Generation you know what I mean like the Pinocchio mm-hmm. in other ways he's more like someone who's just poking to see what will happen yeah right. now um, let's just give our little scores tell people whether they should see it or not I'm going to go with uh, two and a half out of four and I'd say that if you're a big fan of the, if you're a big fan of the series, you should see this as a completist. Otherwise, if it's just a standalone movie to you, you might as well not. At least rent it, you know, when it comes out. Cat, your thoughts? I would give it like four out of five. I mean, it's it to me, it's very much like the first Alien movie in some ways. It, some of it could have been edited down, and it's not quite. Because, like, I love Aliens more than I like Alien. But I think that it it was a good movie. It was action-paced. It had, you know, the sci-fi and the scariness. So I would I would give it four out of five. Uh, I think I would give it three out of five. It has, mm, it has uh, Michael Fassbender in one of his best roles. It has uh, decent scares and is smarter than your average summer blockbuster but just be warned that it raises a lot of questions and barely answers any of them you can definitely tell this is by the same guy who wrote lost (laughs) all right well we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we are going to have a very spoilerific discussion about prometheus Yeah. 
Welcome back to the spoiler discussion of Prometheus, and I just want to start this off with, what the hell is wrong with Charlie Theron? Is she a freaking deer? Why, when she's running away from the rolling spaceship, why can't she dive to the side? Because oh it wasn't my in god, the script, no bro. kidding. I t turned to Brandon. I turned to Brandon and I go, if something's coming at me, I'm not going to run in its path. I'm going to go perpendicular. You know what's funny? I was actually reading something today that said um, Charlie Saron had a really hard time with all of the physical stuff in the movie because she's such a, um, a heavy cigarette smoker. So yeah, I read that too. Maybe, maybe that's what threw off her game a little bit. <laughs> she was just confused. Uh, I'm 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 still gonna br blame the script on that one, and since everybody else on that spaceship is pretty stupid, you know, it makes <laughs> sense. And I should probably mention I forgot to introduce because uh, we've been doing the show. Um, we're joined by Robert Mashatone, director <laughs> of uh, Shut Up Cat, director of Neighbor and Cold Hearts. Hello, Rob. What's up? Hello, hello. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, everyone in this spaceship, the one guy with the beard and the tattoos on his face. Was it the bearded guy that came back as a zombie? Because I thought his face got melted. No. I, it I was the... No, it was... It was a, no, it was the dude who had sex with the main... No, Wait, what? No, he didn't come back as a zombie. It was, um, it was the guy who was, like, in... You're breaking yeah, up. It was new yeah, your microphone's boyfriend. breaking up. But I definitely think the guy who uh, the guy who Mine? was in, infected uh, by David, which also I don't understand why he did that um, at all. Uh, like he yeah, just, that's another thing that wasn't exactly clear. See, I thought I thought he was just doing like an experiment. Yeah. Maybe I well, I guess, but <laughs> no, as we've seen in the other, well, as we've I seen in the other alien movies, I thought he was in yeah, love. That's, yeah, that's the thing. I it's. There's no I, I get sometimes it's cool when someone doesn't have clear motivations, but this isn't that movie. And even if it was, it just wasn't handled well enough. L like it, it, it you were it, it made it seem like you were supposed to know why he would do that. <laughs> I thought he did it to get rid of that guy cuz he liked Why would he get rid of him? Though? He didn't do anything to him. He didn't do anything. She's saying she's saying I thought, I thought um, he liked that. Yeah, he liked uh, the human chick. Is what she's saying. But then he gets put. Yeah, I don't, then he put her in danger by doing that. So I, I don't know. I mean, I guess if I, I guess if I had to make a say something, I'd say, I guess he was just trying to see what would happen. That you know, if he did that, that sadly since, makes the most sense. <laughs> like, yeah, since 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 you know, he said the beginnings have small beginnings. There was nobody else in the room. Like, who are you talking, dude? How about this? It's completely set up for Prometheus 2. Uh. I guess the idea that Guy Pierce was cast was because maybe Prometheus 2 will show flashbacks with Guy Pierce young and maybe explaining, you know, what's his name? Uh, Haas. Uh, what's his name? Well, no. I don't even remember. Robot. What was his name? Oh, David. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it, it tells him David. what to do. There, <clears throat> there is a viral thing um, on the computer right now with uh, Guy Pierce as a young Wyland. <clears throat> um, 
Oh, was it like one of those uh, ads or like? Um, yeah, I think it was like, I think it's like a viral one of those TED talks or something. It, it's something I think I've seen to it. do with um, the, the the teaser that we saw at the very end of the credits that talked about um, how the Wyland Corporation expands um, October of this year. I think it was October 11th, um, and I didn't quite get that. As long as there is a legitimately good excuse for that terrible age makeup, I'll be okay. But as it stands, yeah, it doesn't seem like there's a really like... good excuse for that. <laughs> yeah. Unless it was supposed to yeah, be... Yeah, I was also confused by that. <laughs> Sorry, I was talking over a cat. Oh, no. I mean, I was confused by that makeup. There were also problems I had... But like, like I said, with David, I liked that character a lot, and then I got very confused with what a lot of his emotions or his motivations were. Because they made a lot of people, you know, kind of poking at him for not having a soul. Oh, yeah, that and, was cruel. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. And well, I, yeah. I thought maybe he was, like I said, trying to be like Data and Pinocchioing it and trying to show that he was in love with this girl and he was trying to take care of her. And then it was like, no, I'm just messing with you guys. Yeah. You know, I got very confused about where he was coming from. And then, yes, the makeup on Guy Pierce was horrible. I spent about yeah. 15 minutes in the movie trying to figure out which one was Guy Pierce. <laughs> okay, and I, I, I want to I ask this before I forget about it. Okay, after the awesome alien abortion scene, right? Uh, okay, uh, Numi Rapace is walking through the ship. Covered in blood, right? Yeah. And that's when she stumbles into David waking up Guy Pierce. Nobody asks her, hey, how are you doing? Why are you covered in blood? And she doesn't and she doesn't mention, oh hey, if anybody's interested, I just had baby Cthulhu yeah. cut out of me if you want to go take a look. It's, <laughs> it's just freaking forgotten about. I, I think I there's a lot of it, this movie, I mean, there are some movies that benefit from multiple writers, but this clearly was two people who never met each other. Yeah, exactly. I don't think they read each other's scripts. I think they were just told what to write, and then they put all the pages together and tried to make the movie that way. Yeah. Because there were well, so yeah, the thing is, I guess... You know the the machine she was using, and when she tried to go use it and said, I need, you know, a cesarean section, it was like, I'm sorry, I'm set up for a dude. I'm like, is Charlie Theron supposed to be a dude? Is that why she's such a douche? Well, no, I think that was just a clue that, um... Yeah, that the guy was still alive. But I was... Yeah. I was like, did our did our pilot learn something in his ten minutes in her room that we don't want to know about? Yeah, Charlie Theron, that would that'd be a hell of a surprise if she were yeah. a dude. That, and she was just wasted in that movie. Yeah. I, I mean, mean like I said, th and, and I guess the big well, revelation where you find like, out Guy Pierce is her dad, and she was like, you're going to die. That wasn't much of a revelation, though. I, was, I, mean, I know. Like after I learned that, I was like, okay. How did you not so, learn that, though, in their maybe 45 seconds into their first interaction? Like, I thought, like, it, it was so, like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I figured it out the scene where they had the holograph video because 
there's that little look when he says, you know, uh, this is David because I never had a son. Right. And she yeah. gets like this. She gets this sort of like scowl on her face. Yeah. Yeah. And I was totally. like, oh. So he's being. So there he is being a dick to her, and then he's like, but of course he can't have a soul. It's like, wow. Wow. This guy's a douche. And yeah. I'm I'm curious. Yeah. What, you know, I just watched. Um, yeah, I, I only caught a couple minutes of it. Is it um, which is the alien that has um, uh, what's his name? Who is Bishop? The the robot. What the the actor? Lance Henriksen. Oh, Lance Henriksen. Lance Henriksen. Lance Henriksen. The one guy who's been killed by a Terminator, an alien, and a no, predator. That's, that's Bill Paxton. One of, yeah, like, that's two Bill Paxton, but close. Yeah. That. He plays. I think it's um, both. No, it's one of two. Yeah. No, he wasn't in. He wasn't in any of the Terminator movies. Oh wait, shit! Yes, he was. He was in the first. Yeah, he was. Yes, he was. Oh, oh, shit. Okay, wait, but he was. He was in one of the Predator movies. Hold on. Was I he heard. In Predator that, I think that's what he was. No, it's, there are like two uh, people that have been killed by the three of them. Well, it's I mean, definitely IMDb. Yeah, I think Bill Praxton was in. He might have been in one of the Predator movies. Whatever. Yeah, I think man. it's both. I think people, but okay. Whatever. We're sidetracking here. Yeah. I um yeah I, I, I distracted. I was talking about. So. I just I just can't even stand. Uh, I mean, a lot of the characters' interaction in this movie just really was terrible. I hated like the put on terrible jokester that uh, Numi Rapace's husband thing was. The Tom Hardy lookalike. Yeah, I I just didn't <laughs> like him. And as soon as he gets poisoned, I'm like, thank God. Okay, that's to deal with him for another like ten minutes. All right, that that's that's something else. What exactly does that black liquid do? Apparently because, messes with your DNA. Because it did like three different things to three different people. It's and mystery I'm like, liquid. And I'm like, it's funny. what it's, is this supposed to do, actually? It's funny the goodwill a movie can do for you because in in um, in like, in, there's a certain other sci-fi movie. I don't want to spoil that, but it was recently where it also had like a magical goo that did two different things. Um one was transformative and one was, you know, as a powerful fuel agent. What is it? What are you talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and um... Love that you okay. can talk about it. But, um... And, but, you know, in that movie, there's a lot of goodwill in that movie, and I'm like, you know what? It's, you know, just some mystery liquid. I don't care. I'll let it do it. Yeah. But in freaking Prometheus, I'm just like, are you kidding me? It can do that. It, so it can create alien babies from sex, it can split someone's DNA and create a new species, and it can also just I turn don't know. Into a zombie. It's a primordial goo. Yeah, it's, turn him into a zombie. It's a thing for him to start chewing out someone's face and eye. No, they left the basalts back on Earth. I, I don't know. This, this, whole, this movie's wholly uneven to me. Yeah. And I appreciate it as a piece of alien lore. And I'm certainly glad I saw it because some of the visual stuff in it, like those two the the alien, the, the the ship crashing in to the to the space jockey ship was pretty awesome. Yeah. But I, I really don't know if I had gone into this as its own how pleased I'd be. I think I'd probably be right. disappointed. Yeah. Yeah, I mean and like I said, I don't think we're gonna talk about some of the other deep issues it raises, like the relationship between the creator and the creator and religion and all that stuff. It's a little heavy, but... I'm too that, exhausted that, from, like, trying to give a shit about yeah. other stuff yeah. that was happening. That was movie. the kind of stuff I enjoyed because it raises these 
big questions in their life, and it's like, oh, so talk amongst yourselves. It wasn't alien, you know. Like he, he was making a different movie, and while well, I, don't I didn't like that, like that was my big it, like. It was so heavy-handed in the religious aspect that, that that's what really threw me off. I didn't want to see that, you know? So, yeah, I don't know. I actually got confused by the name because I know a good amount about Greek mythology. And Prometheus is the guy who gave fire to the humans and was punished by the gods. Because, yeah. I mean, they mentioned that a little bit, but he was, like, chained to a rock. And forever had a crow eating his liver for giving yeah. this fire to the humans, so the humans had power. And I didn't get that because I guess maybe I don't know the people who made our humans got punished by doing it because we went and killed the last one or something. I didn't. I didn't quite uh, get it. And then we could, actually, you know. Yeah, they could have just named the ship the USS Hubris. Or was Prometheus? The guy in the beginning that, oh. you know, donated his DNA to the ocean that humans sprang from. I'd have to say that that was another bit that just kind of bugged me, that that was never really revealed. I mean, I suppose you're supposed to think that it was some sort of, he was a sacrifice in order to create humanity. But... Yeah, or... Or something went wrong. I've already said that that's that was the beginning of time. That's where people came oh. from. <laughs> At this point, I much prefer the Dawn of Man from two thousand one. <clears throat> yeah. Oh no, I totally agree. Absolutely. <laughs> and you know what? I'm perfectly cool with the ambiguity that we will we'll never really know why they decided to turn on us. Yeah, but there are certain things that are just oh, left ambiguous. There's going to be another one, yeah. and I'll see it. I'm sure, but I'm just I'm, I'm, I can't be. You know, yeah. I don't know. I feel like I can't even be bothered to care about a Prometheus two. Well, what about Blade Runner two? I'm sure I'll see that if Ridley Scott's involved and yes. he's not involved. No, I know he's involved, well, but he also has a bad habit. Up. Well, Ridley Scott has a really bad habit of signing on to a bunch of movies and then dropping out of a bunch of movies. Oh, I thought I thought it was like oh, nice. a, um a go. It could be, but I really I never get my hopes up because Ridley Scott's been attached to all sorts of freaking movies, and then it just sort of falls through. Where another I think it's going to be a movie. Say what? I think it's going to be a next movie. Like it's a done deal. Oh, that would be nice. Two two uh. <laughs> Actually, that'd be really interesting. I mean, just like in real life, he goes from Aliens to Blade Runner. Now he goes to an alien-related movie to a Blade Runner-related movie. Blade Runner's actually, it's actually going to be, <clears throat> you know, it, it's its really the same world. Um, he is even dropping hints about whether or not uh, Harrison Ford is going to be in it. So, you know, it's actually going to be, like... You know, where Prometheus, it's like, you know, he's like, oh, maybe, maybe. Like, no. Like, this is, you know, it's going to be Blade yeah. Runner. Well, he also he also, he also also said at one point that Charlie's Throne was going to live through the end of the movie and be in the franchise. Like, so, he's... Maybe. Uh, there might be flashbacks. She might come back. I mean, you know... If Charlie's Throne is in it, the next one, I'll see it. I will see... It's the same franchise that 
you know, made Ellen Ripley live for, you know, like 600 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And brought her back. To, <laughs> to everyone's horror. Fucking Alien Resurrection. That's one thing I will never rewatch. <laughs> I'm glad I don't remember it. <laughs> it's like one terrible drug trip. <clears throat> But I think, um, have we said all we need to say about Prometheus? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yep. Yeah, uh, it, it was okay. I'm just glad Kristen Stewart was the main character. That's a good point. That's a good point. It's amazing, because we saw it, what, a Thursday night, and I'm still not sure how I feel about it. And I usually have a strong reaction to a movie. Really, I usually either love it or I hate it. Um, I've sort of become that <laughs> with film. And this is one where, like, I'm not sure. Like, I think I liked it. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I almost feel like I have to watch it again and maybe when it comes out on Blu-ray, there'll be a, like a you know director cut or something. It's Ridley Scott, of course. The yeah, it does exactly. twenty to thirty minutes added. Exactly they said twenty to thirty exactly. minutes that will add to the DVD. Exactly. So I'll watch it then, I guess, to make a final opinion. But yeah, it's funny because usually, like I said, I'm mean, you know it's either get your nay, and this has actually been like a. Hmm. I, I, I'm not. I'm not sure. I mean, I think it, we should do that with all Ridley Scott movies. It was visually, you know what? I and mean, I think you're right. It took me actually years to to really like appreciate Blade Runner and some of these. It's sort of the same with Stanley Kubrick. You know, you'll watch it at different points in your life and appreciate it. Or like it for different things each yes. time you watch it maybe maybe for me this is the same way it just has to marry a little bit well with um with Ridley Scott I think with um the movies of his I've liked a lot of movie alternate versions of movies of his more than the theatrical versions yeah. the Kingdom of Heaven the theatrical version is actually just kind of well this is just generic and then you watch the director's cut and oddly enough adding 40 minutes to it makes it a good movie <laughs> I never saw it. I think I think it's a great movie when it's three hours long, but it's terrible when it's only two hours and twenty minutes. Hmm. It's just kind of slow and generic action, but there's a lot of character stuff in the extended. And with Blade Runner, when you take out the narration and add back the unicorn dream, it becomes a movie that's I'm able to watch yeah. without going, "This yeah. sucks. I want to turn it off." Yeah, it's like I almost appreciated the um. The noir feeling that that the narration is supposed to get, but it's it's not that movie, you know. Yeah. Well, I think that's it for our Prometheus episode. Mm. Thank you, Cat. Thank you, Matt, and thank you to our guest Rob mm -hmm. Mashantonio, director of Neighbor and Cold Hearts. Neighbor is available on iTunes, Amazon. Where else? Oh my goodness! Um, everywhere, Fearnet. Um, did you say Amazon? Amazon. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I fear that was the one I was forgetting. Yeah, yeah. It's. I. I think it's 
only oh oh and what do you call it? if you um it's now on Amazon um uh streaming through your entertainment device a uh, PlayStation Xbox uh, stuff like that Bitch. it's up there now so you can um rent it or add it to your digital library <laughs> and uh, specifically the unrated version, I think we would recommend. Yes, yes. absolutely. All right. Well, good night, everybody. See you later. Good night. Good night. Well, I think it's going to be a long, long time. And I think it's going to be a long, long time. And I think it's going to be a long, long And I think it's gonna be a long, long time And I think it's gonna be We're on a mission from Gad Yeah, we're on a mission from Gad Yeah, on a mission from Gad Alright, I'm ready to start the show, dude Alright, alright, alright